It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Cassie Wienis. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian, and this program is being brought to you by the company I work for, Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We are a company whose philosophy is to fix what ails you with nutrition and not simply mask the symptoms with medications. Now, before we go any further, the longtime listeners know that I have to say a big good morning to my two biggest fans listening back home. So hello to Rissy, my five-year-old, and Riley, my seven-year-old. Last time oh. I was on, he was six. Now we got <laughs> to say awesome. seven, the big seven. So, And those two biggest fans of mine that I just gave a shout-out to are the reason I am so knowledgeable in today's topic, which is heartburn. And we're going to be talking about heartburn in all ages and stages of life this morning, from babies to seniors. And in studio with me today to apply our philosophy of fixing the problem with nutrition, not masking the symptom when it comes to heartburn, is my colleague, Anna Durhock. Anna is a licensed nutritionist who sees clients at our St. Paul office. She also teaches many of our weight and wellness and nutrition for weight loss programs, as well as many of our community ed classes. And I'm not done. She's a wonderful mom to three beautiful young children. And now I'm tired just saying all of that. But welcome. It's always fun to be on the show with you, Anna. Thanks, Cassie. I love being on with you. It has been a long time since we've been on together. Yeah. So, um, and I have helped quite a few children and older adults just um, who have been able to change their diet um, to get rid of their heartburn. So, and of course, hundreds upon thousands of adults with acid reflux or heartburn need a specific um, diet plan. plan. It, mm-hmm. They really do. So, yeah, this is a topic that a lot of people need advice on, isn't it? And you and I love to help people. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we plan to do today. Help listeners get rid of their heartburn or in some cases, get rid of their baby or their tar- toddler's heartburn. Yes. So how do you feel if you have heartburn? I mean, heartburn is basically a burning sensation in your chest um, and it can extend up into the neck and throat area. It can get re- really bad if you're bending over or, of course, if you're lying down, especially if it's been very soon after a meal. Right. So, And heartburn is basically the primary symptom of gastric reflux. Uh, we just call it heartburn. Your doctor might call it acid reflux. So, Anna, you said heartburn is a symptom. Yes. Now, just a few minutes ago, when I mentioned one of the main philosophies at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to fix the problem, not simply cover up the symptom. And yet, what are most Americans that are suffering from heartburn doing? Well, the statistics tell us that one in 10 people, one in 10, buy an antacid at least once a month. That tells us that most Americans are covering up this symptom called heartburn with a medication. Yes. Many people treat their symptoms with a little purple pill or with all the -the over-the-counter things like Prilosec or with any one of a number of other antacids sold both over-the-counter and by prescription. In fact, this is the scary statistic, but sales of antacids have now exceeded $1 billion annual. (sighs) Annually, a year. Billion Billion, I said B. 
you know, something's wrong with that picture, right? Mm -hmm. If we're needing to take that many antacids in this country, and I bet some people are starting to think, well, this is normal. Yeah. Because this person I know is taking an antacid. (laughs) Probably every other person you know is taking an antacid. You know, the receptionist at St. Paul, when we were talking about the the radio show (laughs) topic, she was telling me that before Christmas at Walmart, she saw this kiosk. And it was stuffed full of Tums, and a big sign on the top said, Stocking Stuffers. <laughs> oh, that's so what sad. What is wrong with no us? Kidding. Oh. So, obviously, a lot of Americans are putting a band aid on this symptom called heartburn. <laughs> and, like you said, Anna, it really is just a symptom of acid reflux. So, we have to figure out what is causing the acid reflux. Right. And, I mean, there's a couple other symptoms to look for um, in addition to heartburn. Um, the sour or a bitter taste in your mouth, that's a huge one. Right. And if that reflux has been around for a long time and is not being treated, you might start to experience difficulty swallowing. You might have a frequent sore throat, mm-hmm. um, hoarseness to your voice, coughing. Some people will even start to have wheezing episodes. Chronic bad breath is very common yep. because of that sourness, that bitterness that keeps coming up. Yep. And earaches or ear infections. And, you know, listing all of these symptoms brings to mind Riley's story because he had most every one of these symptoms. And I know some of you regular listeners know my son's story, but for any new listeners, I think it's worth repeating. My firstborn, you know, I can look back and and now hindsight see that he had reflux from day one. Because in the hospital, he would scrunch up and kind of squirm. And what newborn baby does that? You just... Right. You just don't. But I, at the time, didn't know anything was wrong. And it really wasn't until he was about three months old that he started to cry, to cry about, about it. it. You know, I could see he was uncomfortable, but until he started to cry, I didn't mention anything to the pediatrician. But at three months, I brought up the topic, and their first response was, well, let's put him on some Zantac, probably some reflux. And now keep in mind, I wasn't with yep. Nutritional Weight and Wellness at yep. the time. So my mentality was a very typical American mentality of what the doctor says, I will do. I'm a rule follower. (laughs) So I went to the pharmacy, got the Zantac. He had this awful respiratory reaction to it. So the next day we're back in the pediatrician's office um, and he didn't even hesitate. He said, well, let's try Prilosec. He said, give it a week because this one takes a little while. So gave it a week, did not help. So we're back in the pediatrician's office. Didn't even hesitate. He said, let's try Prevacid. I mean, this poor little baby, it was just prescription after prescription. And I was just jumping at whatever the doctor said. Right. So Prevacid actually stopped his crying. Yeah. I I knew he was always still refluxing because I would hear it come back up and he would swallow it back down. But at least it stopped his crying. Right. do Do you remember when he was able to stop the antacids? Well, he actually, you know, we would try every couple of months to come off. Okay. And it wouldn't work and we'd go back on. But then when he turned one year old, we were able to come off somewhat successfully. I would notice episodes every week or two where he would have this little screaming bout and I knew what it was. Right. Um, but anyway, somewhat successfully, we came off of it at one year old. And then for some reason, at around age three, his acid reflux came back with a vengeance Now, at this time, I'm working at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, so I have a totally different mindset. And I thought, I can't run to the doctor because they're just going to put him back on on an antacid and something is wrong here. So I started kind of somewhat experimenting with some food sensitivity things like taking a little gluten out or taking a little dairy out. 
And at the same time, he and I would be up all night sitting in the recliner downstairs because I was trying to get the help of gravity yep. to help him get some sleep. Um, but yeah, that was that was awful because neither of us was really getting any quality sleep. But we did that for quite a while. You know, and thinking back, one of the other, you know, I call it a sign that he had reflux, was that whether he was off the antacid, you know, at age one and age two, or whether he was on the antacid, he was constantly chewing on his favorite blanket. Okay. Or if his favorite blanket wasn't handy, he was chewing on his sleeve. You know, and like I mentioned, he had a lot of those other body signs. He had the bad breath. That one Christmas after many goodies, he started wheezing and and could not catch his breath. He started getting earaches. He never had ear infections as a baby, but he started getting earaches and ear infections um, as a toddler, and of course, then the the antibiotics come. Right. So here is a clue, and I never knew this until Cassie told me about this. But if your child is a chewer, if he or she might be, you know, chewing on anything, or even like like Cassie said, the sleeve that yep. could be a huge sign of acid reflux. Yes, and like I was telling you in the break room before the show, Riley was always a drooler. I mm-hmm. mean, well past the age that he should have been drooling. It was that excess saliva. Right. And then, of course, chewing on his favorite blanket or chewing on his sleeve. And, and if you delve into the research on acid reflux, that is a common sign, sign that there's acid reflux. So with Riley, anyway, so we sat up many nights, I bet seven or eight nights in a row in that recliner, and now him and I are just Exhausted. crazy zombies. <laughs> So I finally gave him gave in and took him to a gastroenterologist, and you can imagine we went through a lot of testing, um, even so far as to do an endoscopy where they put the tube down your throat, through your stomach, and into your intestinal tract. That was an awful experience for both of us. So through all this testing and the endoscopy, supposedly they found nothing, and so they said to me, well, we want to put him on an adult dose of Prevacid. And I looked at the doctor and I said, wait a minute, I just want to make sure we're on the same page, doctor. Don't we want to figure out what's causing this and, mm-hmm. and fix that? And he said to me, my goal is to cover up his symptoms or get rid of his symptoms. And oh, I walked out of that so doctor's <laughs> office knowing I was not going to be back because we were not seeing eye to eye. So right. finally, Dar, our boss, Dar and I decided to take him off gluten and dairy at the same time. See, I had done gluten, kind of, for the most part, but not dairy. And then that didn't work. That didn't make any difference. So I put him back on gluten and took him off dairy (laughs) and didn't make any difference. And I was crazy, Mom, because he's looking at me because one day, from one day to the next, yeah, he didn't know what he could eat. Um, But when we took him off gluten and dairy at the same time, for him, not necessarily for everybody, but for Riley, that was it. That was the the key. The key, and he is a healthy, happy boy. No prescription antacids needed. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So if you are suffering from unresolved reflux, consider the likelihood of a food allergy because, at, at you know, it, a lot of times it can be the root cause. Um, you know, so I would say times. eight out of ten times it's usually a food sensitivity. Absolutely. So, and it is actually a pretty common cause of acid reflux. I've had many clients. Um, one was a singer. Um, who couldn't even sing anymore because of how hoarse his voice became. Oh, and it so to affect- he was motivated yes, to find a solution. Very. I mean, that was his profession. So, like, he's like, he came to me and he's like, I don't know what to do. So we took him off gluten. We took him off sugar. We took him off dairy. You know, and it was, we found out the gluten and the sugar were the big, the big keys. And so. do you know, 
oh, I couldn't even count how many people gluten and sugar. Mm-hmm. It's those two. Huge. And they often go hand in hand. Yes, they do, because there's a ton of sugar in most wheat and, you know, yep. just, you know, flour products. So, um, so and we want to ha- offer some help and some ideas on how to do that. But first, I'd like to share with listeners some of the not so pretty side effects of long term antacids. How are we doing on time? Do we need to we take have to take a break, but stay with us, because when we yes. come back, we're going to talk about those awful side effects of long term antacid use. Um, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break, though, Anna and I want to invite you to an open house at the Maple Grove Nutritional Weight and Wellness Center, where I work. Yes. Next Saturday, I'm starting to get really excited. It's <laughs> January 5th, so next Saturday, between 10 a.m. and 2, and I'm going to be teaching a nutrition class for free at 10 a.m. Dar's also going to be available, so if you've mm-hmm. never met the infamous Dar, come on out to see her. <laughs> She's going to be doing kind of a Q&A session. Yes. And also Greg Peterson, who we like to call the supplement guy, mm-hmm. will answer your supplement questions. He's going to be there. You may have heard him on our radio show before. We're going to be making protein shakes. We're going to be giving out special fun shopping bags. Um, there's going to be a drawing basket to win a counseling appointment or a class series I think we're going to have 10% off on all products that day is what mm-hmm. I've been told. So lots of fun stuff. Come join us next Saturday for the open house in Maple Grove. And if you have questions about heartburn today, you can call Anna and I here at the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. If you changed your nutrition, could it change your life? What if I told you that you could change your life just by learning the secrets of balanced eating? Nutritional Weight and Wellness can teach you how. They will do an individual consultation for you, your husband, or your children. They will create an eating plan that fits your lifestyle. Whether you're experiencing migraines or sleeplessness, depression, digestive problems, fatigue, anxiety, or need help with weight loss, nutrition can change all of that. More than 90% of all health conditions can be traced back to nutritional issues. Let Nutritional Weight and Wellness help you. Call 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com to schedule your individual consultation at an office near you. That's weightandwellness.com. Let Nutritional Weight and Wellness help you. 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com to schedule your individual consultation. That's weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Often when people have acid reflux, they need help from a probiotic to restore that beneficial bacteria in their intestinal tract and in their stomach. The first supplement to consider taking is called Bifido Balance, and I recommend for adults to take one Bifido Balance before each meal. And for children, I recommend about a quarter teaspoon of the Bifido Powder before each meal, same thing. Um, and this bifidobacteria, it's just a very plentiful bacteria. It helps with heartburn. It also decreases gas and bloating. And I've had kids where if they're constipated, I start them on yes. that bifido powder, and that really helps to get them regular. So I think everybody, everybody should be on, should be on, on it. it. Kids no, and adults. Just prevention. Right? I mean, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, better than a multi, yes. I think, or more important. More important least. because if you're not digesting your multi, you're well, just flushing it down the drain. Exactly. The so, bifido will help you digest your multivitamin. Right. So before we went to break, Anna had mentioned we're going to talk about some of these side effects. We want to give you all the information yes. to motivate you to get off of these antacids. Before we do that, though, I think we should name some of these antacids because I've had people in my office that are on an antacid and they didn't even know that that's what it was. Right. 
So I mentioned some of them, but I'm going to repeat them. You know, with my son, his first antacid was Zantac. That's a very common and a very affordable antacid. Um, Then the doctors moved him up to Prilosec. And I'm wondering if that's the over-the-counter one that has the name generic name omeprazole. You'll see oh, it like yeah, on I've the had Target shelves. On that. Yes. Yep. I yes. believe omeprazole is the generic, generic of Prilosec. Okay. And um, Prevacid is another one. What am I missing? I mean, that covered most of them. I think then there's a couple other ones like Nexium, uh, Tegament, right. uh, Protonix, Asifex, and Zegarid. Those are other ones. Yeah, so if you're on any of those or you know somebody somebody on them, they are antacids and there are some not so great side effects that not enough doctors are talking about, yes. my opinion anyway. So first thing that comes to mind for a side effect is iron deficiency. Mm-hmm. Iron deficiency mm-hmm. can show itself as fatigue. It can show itself as hair loss. Another sign is peeling nails. And Riley's nails, when mm-hmm. he was on Prevacid, used to peel terribly. Now he has very strong nails that right. I swear every time I turn around, I'm clipping nails again. <laughs> but I guess that's a good that's sign. That's a good sign, They're right? growing fast. <laughs> Another adverse side effect of long-term antacid use is a B12 deficiency, which can be very, um, very detrimental. And scary. And scary, exactly. And these antacids, basically what they do is they stop or at least greatly inhibit the absorption of B12. Right. So if you have a chronic B12 deficiency, it can be serious because B12 has a lot to do with how your nerves and your brain function. Yes. So you might experience tingling sensations in your hands and feet. That would be one body sign of a B12 deficiency. Memory problems is another sign. But you know what? Often when people stop their antacid, these problems go away entirely. Yes, and we've seen it time and time again. Mm -hmm. Um, Another serious side effect is osteoporosis, so bone thinning, um, because the calcium isn't being absorbed like it should, or it's at least reduced quite a bit. And, taking an antacid. Right. And it's not just us saying this. I This reminds me of a client maybe two years ago now came into my office. Um, you know, she had finished all that homework we give our clients that first time <laughs> around. Some of you know what we're talking about. Um, the nutrition questionnaire, the health history. And she plopped it on my desk in the counseling office. And before I could even read the line where it says my reason for this visit, she said to me, OK, my doctor put me on an antacid. I know one of the side effects is osteoporosis. So I want you to get me off of this. Mm-hmm. So she was a nurse. Mm-hmm. She knew the research and, and we're spreading the news about this research. But you know what? It's not just iron deficiency, yeah. B12 deficiency and osteoporosis. Bacterial infections and restless leg syndrome are two more possible side effects mm-hmm. of long term antacid use. And I think we should take, should we a take caller. the caller. Yeah. We weren't sure if anybody would be listening today <laughs> on this, you know, still Christmas holiday, but we're going to go to. Line one, Carrie, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question on a kid's diet? Well, I do have a question, and I apologize. I haven't heard the whole show this morning, but I have a little boy who, um, as an infant, was on all of the forenamed acid reducers, so the Prilosec, Prevacid, blah, blah, blah. And as about two years old, he stopped drinking cow's milk. He just refused milk, but mm-hmm. he could and would drink you know, a malt or have a scoop of ice cream. He would eat cheese. So he's been tested twice now for food allergies, and those tests have come back negative. And I'm wondering, do they test for gluten? Because he's a very strong eater in some regards, 
but he's also got a very strong um, reaction to foods he doesn't like. And I kind of wonder if it's his body knows that the acid or the gluten is just something he can't tolerate. So is he on an antacid right now? He's not. And he's a very, you know, healthy looking boy. He mm-hmm. loves meat. He loves pasta. He what he, he loves fruits and vegetables. He will eat well. But if you put something that's got cow's milk in front of him cold, like a even if it's chocolate milk or hot mm-hmm. chocolate or something like that, it's almost like a gag reflex mm-hmm. and the look of it and his his um intolerance for cow's milk was so abrupt. It was like one day he would take it and the next totally refused it. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder with all of this coming out with the gluten issues, do they test for it? Because um, we keep testing the dairy, but there just seems to be something that isn't quite right with how he eats. Right. You know, and, and I think my intuition and usually a mom's intuition is right and if I'm hearing your intuition it's that he does not do well with dairy for sure and it certainly sounds like that to me and I've had similar stories Mm -hmm. with kids that totally shy sometimes scream when they see you know that glass of milk or whatever the offensive thing is Um, and so we usually recommend they take it out of their diet but keep in mind that the most common food allergy is dairy and worldwide Mm -hmm. 70 percent of people have a dairy allergy, whether they're addressing it or whether they know it, you know, that's another story. But 70% of people worldwide, we just weren't meant to consume dairy products. Right. You know, the gluten and piece. This is something that would or would not come back on these tests that we've had done. You know, we've had them tested for a, a milk allergy and it appears that he's fine. May not come back because I assume that was a blood test. Yeah, it was. Blood tests aren't real accurate yeah okay um you know there there and there is a place that does stool testing that mm-hmm. that claims a little more accuracy because that's okay. where the reaction is taking place is in the intestines and so right. if you have antibodies against it it's going to show up in the stool way the before it's going to show up in your blood you really have to have a mm-hmm. leaky gut to get a good positive response in the blood, and then you're going to be a, a pretty sick person by that point. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't put a lot of faith. Um, you know, certainly yeah, sometimes they, that. yeah, sometimes they okay. do tell us something, but if it's showing negative and he really shies away from milk, it's it's probably a false negative. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think with him, being that it sounds like he's growing well, he looks healthy, just try your best to feed him the caveman diet yeah. when he's at home, the paleo diet which is lots of fish and meats and fruits and veggies, you know, and and I think as a mom, that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your insight. I really appreciate your time. Ladies, have a good morning. Thank you. you Thanks for listening. Take care. All right. We were... So we were talking about the scary side effects (gasps) of antacid use. Um, And... Again, we know that antacid use is on the rise. It's it's ever increasing. Well, when it's a stocking stuffer, <laughs> hello, Tums and Tums oh. cause kidney stones because of the calcium carbonate, and those in them. are probably on the rise yes. too. <laughs> so, but I do have one statistic, and it's from the CDC, and basically it states the use of antacids in the sixty-five and older crowd has increased by more than seventy-five percent. Since the nineteen nineties, wow! So that's not even that long. I mean, what no. 15, 13 years. 75%. And then, oh wait, no, twenty years. Sorry, oh, I don't know. It seems like yesterday to me. <laughs> but even more frightening for 
for our our children is the use of medications like Mylanta and Zantac which Riley was on, right? they have actually increased um, 56% from 2002 to 2006. So in four years. Kids' use of antacids increased increased 56% in four years. And I am betting that if we could find a a 2012 statistic, it's even higher. Yep, it's probably 70, 80%. Because you think of all those infants on, like Riley, that were on... Yeah, that are on heavy duty antacids. For you know, when he, I don't remember if it was when he was a baby or when we went back at the age of three and we're doing all this testing. But I remember my brother saying to me, because sometimes he thinks I fabricate things. I don't know why. <laughs> but he said to me, what are you talking about? Kids don't have heartburn. Well, hello. Yes. My lantern Zantac up 56%. A lot of kids obviously have heartburn. Yes. And I mean, and just seeing the ads for candy flavored antacids like Bubblegum Kids Mylanta and the Cherry Blast Kids Tums. I mean, they all are cute and kid friendly. So there must be a huge market for that stuff. And I I actually brought one of our Christmas letters with because I think maybe this will help somebody out there (laughs) realize that maybe they need to change what they're feeding their kids. Because so this Christmas letter, let me step back, is from... Well, I'm not going to say who it's from, but it's a Christmas letter (laughs) written as it was as if it were this two year old. So it's a cute little letter. But at one point, this letter written by the mom says, I'm a good eater. So it's supposed to be the two year old. I'm a good eater. My favorite foods are pizza, mashed potatoes, Cheerios, goldfish crackers, French fries and pancakes. And I read this and I I just thought, oh, my gosh, this poor girl, where is she headed? But I do think it's probably a lot of American kids. Those are very typical American kid foods. No wonder why we have Kids Mylanta and Cherry Blast Kids Tums. Yes. Okay. So we're going to step down from our soapbox for just a minute. (laughs) We want to talk about and offer you some possible solutions for getting rid of this acid reflux or this heartburn, whether you're suffering from it or whether your child is. And first, let's talk about removing gluten. And I'm sure some of you may be asking, you know, what is gluten and what foods do I need to avoid? Yes, and those are great first questions. So if you don't know yet, gluten is the protein found in wheat, barley, rye, oats, Spelt and kamut. And when we come back from our second break, man, this time is fine. When we come back from our second break, we are going to share some great gluten-free meal and snack ideas with all of you. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now, before I let you go, I want to say that when we are working to resolve acid reflux at our offices, Anna mentioned one supplement already, the bifidobacteria, but we almost always recommend another supplement that heals the stomach lining. And when we get people on this particular supplement, I find that most of them sleep better and have less heartburn when they're lying down. The supplement is called Dophilus Powder. It's lactobacillus acidophilus, but it's called dophilus powder. And if adults take a half of a teaspoon mixed in just a little bit of water before they go to bed, it works wonders. And if you have questions for us today about heartburn, call us here at 651-641-1071. So welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you stepped on a scale today and said, Oh, no, I have gained more weight. And I bet a lot of people did, I'm right? Sure it's, it's after Christmas. You know, it's stinking Christmas. Yeah. 
So it is time to sign up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss program. Classes start the week of January 14th, meeting once a week until April. And you can relax and stop stressing about your holiday weight gain because we will give you a perfect plan and the encouragement to drop the pounds and get healthy. So it's just really about the support and tailoring it to your needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be teaching the group in Maple Grove. Oh, at our office? Yes. Fun. Yeah, so I'm really excited. I haven't taught there forever. So, Oh, yes. Yeah. We'll be excited. What nights? Do you um, know? Monday nights. Okay. Monday nights. I so. won't get to see you, but I know. that's a great office, new <laughs> office. Yes. And Anna is a very great teacher. She's our walking encyclopedia. Well, have so. fun. Um, and then Nell will be teaching in Lakeville. And if you have heard about Nell, she is one of our teachers who has lost over 90 pounds. Inspiration. I know. Totally inspiration. So, mm-hmm. and lots of great teachers and lots of awesome locations. So help yourself feel good again. So, and call our office if you want to sign up, 651-699-3438. So we were talking before we went to break about where gluten or what gluten is. Yes. The protein in wheat, barley, rye, oats, spelt, and kumquat. And so that basically means no more cereal and toast for breakfast if you think you might have a gluten allergy. Um, Both would likely contain quite a bit of gluten. But don't really be sad because you know what? (laughs) Even if we didn't think you had a gluten allergy, we would say don't eat cereal and toast for breakfast. It's not real food. (laughs) You can't grow it in your garden. (laughs) So yeah, no more cereal, no more toast, but you could have eggs and a leftover sweet potato. No gluten in either of those. There you go. And then... My kids love, um, you know, again, eggs, squash. Um, it's always delicious with some yummy butter on there. Absolutely. Um, sometimes I have wild rice meatballs and asparagus or leftover chili. Mm-hmm. This morning I didn't. I had to get up really early, so I didn't want to make a bunch of stuff. So I had leftover cauliflower and chicken sausage. Numb. You know, you can Numb. do anything for breakfast. Yeah. Did you, is there a brand of chicken sausage that you? Um, well, if I get to Trader Joe's, I, I love theirs. Yep. And they're, they're usually all gluten-free. Um, the other ones I get are from the farmer's market. Nice. In St. Paul. I go nice. like once a month. And there's so. also a great um, recipe on our website for turkey for breakfast turkey. sausage, which you just buy the ground turkey and add five spices. And oh my gosh, I love that stuff. Yes. So Super simple easy. and such great flavors. So there you have it. Lots of gluten-free breakfast ideas. Now, for any of you wanting to try this gluten-free eating to resolve your heartburn, first, let me say, please give it a solid six weeks of being strictly gluten-free before you decide if this is the solution to your problem or not. Some people, actually probably most people, feel relief sooner than that, but some people need the full six weeks to heal and to feel the heartburn resolve. So if you're going to enter into this six weeks gluten-free trial, Just know that the main sources of gluten in the typical American diet are the cereals and the breads, like we mentioned, pastas, crackers, pizza and beer. (laughs) But you know what? You can have steak and wine. That's That's okay. But pizza and beer would be gluten, flour tortillas, pretzels, granola bars. What am I forgetting? (laughs) I think you covered the main sources of gluten. Um, and, And then it's just good to be aware of some of the hidden sources of gluten, uh, which would be gravies, mm-hmm. a lot of the canned soups, some condiments contain gluten. Uh, those those ones would be like soy, a lot of soy sauces and barbecue sauces, um, as well. And if we're dealing with kids, we also have to be aware of play dough, which we don't yes. think about a lot because it's a you know it's a toy, it's not you a know, food, but but it contain it's like a hundred percent wheat mm-hmm. basically. So. 
Um, you know, and kids always are putting things in their mouth or fingers. And, fingers you know, in their mouth. And that, that and they're very sensitive fingernails. And it, yeah. That's right. It, certainly if they have celiac or yeah. like Anna said, if, if you just know they're very sensitive, just get the Play-Doh out. There's yeah. some, there are actually online some, um, yeah, some natu- Play-Dohs made yeah. out of soy. I forget yeah. what the name of it was, but we've had fun with those. Yeah. Um, and as you were saying, some hidden sources, it made me think, um, what was I thinking? Communion. Communion. Oh, yeah. Communion. Communion yeah. wafers. And yes. sometimes I forget to mention that to my clients, but communion wafers are gluten. So um, if you're feeling overwhelmed with all that we're laying out there right now, because there are quite a few hidden sources of gluten, take a deep breath. Don't get overwhelmed. If it's something you want to try to get rid of your heartburn, the sane approach is rather than getting stressed out and spending hours reading labels, keep it simple and at least for this six-week trial that we're talking about, simply eat the fish, the meats, fruits and veggies, and plenty of healthy fats. Right. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, and you won't have to worry about it. And believe me, I know from experience it can be very overwhelming at first when you start realizing that sauces and canned soups and many condiments might have the hidden glutens in them. But if you just take a deep breath and concentrate on simple meals— so have some meat and veggies mm-hmm. with some butter or saute olive oil with it or coconut oil. And, of course, a couple pieces of fruit is fine for the day, maybe at snacks. But just think about that. Yep. And I'm so simple. Right. When people have to go gluten or when I ask people to go gluten free in the summertime, I always say this is the best time to yes. go gluten free because we think of grilling. Yes. And you do a meat and lots of you salad. Do a vegetable, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a small baked potato or some roasted baby reds. But you know what? We grilled last night. Now, yep. <laughs> I sent my husband out to do the grilling because it was darn cold. <laughs> but, um, you know, it wasn't snowing. So if it's not snowing, we pull the grill out and put butter on your vegetables. Oh your kids will love it. You'll love it. We put a little sea salt on ours, too. It tastes great. Yep. So going gluten-free is often the main solution to acid reflux or your heartburn. But another possible solution, which we mentioned before, Mm -hmm. is getting the sugar out of your diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I didn't want to jump the gun when we were talking gluten earlier. But what I was thinking is for 100% of the clients that I've dealt with with heartburn, it's either gluten or sugar or both. You know, and sometimes there's somebody like Riley that has an additional thing. The dairy. But the gluten and dairy... Yeah. Or the gluten and the sugar, excuse me, are almost always there. So, again, sugar, common cause of heartburn in young and old. Yes. And I was just home here in North Dakota for Christmas, and I was visiting with my cousin, and she has never in the past struggled with heartburn, and now she's in her mid-40s. But she said to me, she's recently went gluten-free yeah. and trying to get off the sugar so her body knows what clean eating is a little bit. Well, then she went to her in-laws for a Christmas celebration, and she just had one small piece of pie, and she had a glass of wine, and she said, wouldn't you know, I had a heartburn. I can't believe that. And I said, you know what, Patty, it's not surprising (laughs) to me because you had sugar in the pie, and you had sugar in the wine, and you had had gluten gluten. in the pie crust. Yep. It's all right there. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this potential culprit called sugar in a little more detail. Uh, Sugar can be... in. Pretty obvious forms, for example, cookies, cake, candy, your mom's homemade fudge that you might have been, you know, partaking of, um, or maybe you overdid over the holidays. (laughs) Um, But I bet many of you remember getting heartburn after eating fudge. How? I mean, just think about that. I know I have, but I never equated it to the fudge. You know, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, Yeah, the sugar will do it. And I was just thinking as I'm listening to you talk, we used to do so many fun treats. And my grandma's sour cream cookies and my aunt always made the homemade fudge and my other aunt made the homemade um, cheesecakes. And we don't do a lot of that anymore. And it's not because they're listening to me. (laughs) I don't know. But maybe they were all getting heartburn and they kind of figured it out. So that's a good thing. If you can cut back on those sweets or just eliminate them during the holidays and enjoy family and friends and and really remember the reason for Christmas. Um, But there are some not so obvious sources of too much sugar we talked about. Mm -hmm. Fudge and pie, that we get. But you know what? Bread, bagels, pasta, pizza, they all turn to sugar. Beer is one of the worst things when we talk about huge sugar spike. Yep pancakes turn to sugar, breakfast cereals, you know, whether it looks healthy like Raisin Nut Bran or whether... Kashi. Yeah, or whether it's a Fruit Loops or a Trix, they all turn <laughs> to sugar. Yes. So bottom line, the typical American diet is chock full of high sugar foods. You know, no wonder why the antacid, you know, market is a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the good news... There is good news. There's hope. There's always good news is we have the power to choose what goes in our mouth. Right. We can't blame it on anyone else. And rather than cereal for breakfast, just try eggs and hash browns cooked in butter are delicious. Num. Yummy. Num. Or I always love and drool over your idea. And I never have all the ingredients <laughs> at the same time to do it. But eggs and you throw in a handful of broccoli slaw and a little goat yes. cheese on top. Num. So good. Num. So good. Can you believe we're up against our last break already. This goes way too fast. We're going to take our final break, but stay with us. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Here's some food for thought before we go. If you're struggling with acid reflux and you've maybe tried giving up a few things here and there but haven't been able to resolve it, maybe it's time to make an appointment with a knowledgeable nutritionist. If you have fibromyalgia, you don't have to go through life with all those aches and pains and fatigue. It's time to make an appointment with a knowledgeable nutritionist. If you have acne that is not getting resolved, maybe it's time to make an appointment with a knowledgeable nutritionist. If you're pre-diabetic, and they say one in three in America Mm -hmm. are, if you're pre-diabetic or have depression or have trouble sleeping, or maybe you have migraines or hot flashes or anxiety, then it's time to make an appointment with a knowledgeable nutritionist. Do it for yourself for the new yes. year. And if you want to call our office to learn more or to make an appointment, the number at St. Paul is 651-699-3438. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It's the time of year when half the people you know are sipping so-called shakes or eating locale meal replacements. Diet gimmicks may get short-term results, but to truly change your health and change your body, you have to change your nutrition. And to do that, you need nutritional weight and wellness. For more than 25 years, their licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have offered classes, consultations, and counseling. Nutritional weight and wellness started in the Twin Cities and is only in Minnesota. It's not a national chain that drops franchises and salespeople into town only to vanish a few years later. Nutritional Weight and Wellness will give you the know-how and motivation to make changes that will make a difference for the rest of your life. Sign up for a class or come in for a one-on-one consultation. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has offices in St. Paul, Wyzetta, North Oaks, and Lakeville and offers classes at many other Twin Cities locations. Call 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. 
The new year is always a time to reflect, a time to take an inventory of your health and ask yourself, is my health where I want it to be? Is my body achy or do I have trouble sleeping? Am I irritable? Do I struggle with depression or am I a compulsive overeater? Or do I weigh too much? All of these are nutritional problems and can be fixed, mm-hmm. which is always a plus. So yes. I've heard Dara say this often to clients. If you follow what I recommend, I can guarantee you will feel better. Mm-hmm. And then she always says afterwards, are you willing to do this? And she looks you right in the and eye. And she does. Mm-hmm. It's like that evil stare almost, even though it's not evil. She no, just but wants to know you're serious. Powerful. That's yeah. right. But it, yeah, and she wants you to think about it. If you follow what I recommend, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you will feel better. Yep. So I hope that makes some of you out there think it is almost the new year. What do you want to be different for 2013? That's right. Maybe you need to come see us at yes. Nutritional and Wellness. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. We have a couple callers. Okay. Um, let's go to line one. Good morning, Kathy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us about heartburn? Yes, thank you. And I'll take the answer uh, to the question off the phone, but I'm interested in your thoughts or your opinions about um, bad breath and heartburn. Um, There seems to be a very distinct odor um, from the breath when heartburn symptoms just seem to be worse or seem to be accelerated. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just curious if um, you have um, any thoughts or opinion about whether or not the two of those might be directly related. Sure. Thank Great. You. Okay. And the call offline. Thank you. Sure. Great sure. question. And we will answer that. So Kathy's going to hang up and just listen. And, you know, Anna, you can give your two cents too, but absolutely there is a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and she might not have heard me because it was just a quick second when I said Riley had awful bad breath when he was having the unresolved reflux, even when he was on the antacid. And to me, the reasoning is, and I don't know if I've read this, you know, per se, or if I'm just reasoning through it, but if that stomach contents is coming back up, which is really what heartburn is, think yep. about the everything acid in and, your the bile, and the bile, everything sitting there, and the food, and now that gets back up into the esophagus, sometimes comes all the way back up into the throat. So you have all that acid and undigested food, and like Anna said, the bile, and that's what smells so bad. Yep, it's putrid. It's like if you puked, mm-hmm. right? And that's that is kind of probably what it would smell it, like. That's a good analogy. And it's always in the mouth that sour, bitter yes. taste, and that you know. So that's, and and Riley has said that to me at times before. All of a sudden, out of the blue, mom, there's some gross taste in my mouth. He'll say, you know, because still, if he gets into something, whether he's at school or a birthday party that has too much sugar, he might get a yep, a bad a episode. So yep. there's that stomach acid. So great question, and there is absolutely a connection. And we're gonna take another caller. Hi, Janice. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us? Yes, I'm 59 years old, and I have had the test for uh, uh, stomach inflammation, and that was in September, and I and I'm listen- have been listening to your program, and they've had me on Zantac, Prilosec, nothing's helping, and my stomach burns, and I'm listening to you talk about uh, this powder that you can take and different things. And and in my mind, I, I want to get off of the Zantac and Prilosec that don't even help. And the doctors don't seem to, I said, I want to diet. I want to know what I can eat or what will get me off of it. And they don't seem to have the answer. 
No. You seem to. <laughs> well, well, gosh darn it, we do. We do. <laughs> and we're going to we're going to help you get off those nasty things that don't hurt help anyway. Right. Right. Um, why I be- don't I don't have uh, uh, I've never had acid reflux before in my life and like I say, you know, mm-hmm. I'm 59 or 79 and I I I I don't understand it. I don't have if I stoop over, I don't have acid coming up, but I just have this burning and pain in my stomach. In the morning, I'm fine, and and and, and my stomach doesn't like food or doesn't like water. Yeah, yeah. So I would recommend um, that you start on both. We've mentioned two supplements, and I yep. think at least for a period yep. of time, yep. you need both. And maybe it actually started with the intestinal health, because mm-hmm. oftentimes over time, if we don't work to keep our intestinal health intact, it starts to wane because mm-hmm. we live in America with an American diet. So that bifidobacteria we mentioned first yep. three times a day. Yep, I wrote that down. Perfect. And then absolutely right now, you absolutely need that Dophilus powder, yep. half yep. teaspoon, down, half teaspoon sure at, at night. Them right, yeah. Well, the girls at the office, you know, they're they're probably listening to the show right now, and, and they're well-versed. So even if you didn't spell it right, I think they can help you <laughs> yes. um, if if you give the office a call. Okay. And, yep. and, you know, my opinion, and you have to do what feels right to you, but if the Zantac and the Prilosec are not making a difference, I would just stop them now. They have bad side effects. Oh, I wrote all that down. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And I tell you, we are preaching to the choir with you because we feel the same way. Why aren't they making more of a nutritional connection or at least, you know, steering you towards seeing a nutritionist? Because obviously a burning stomach is related to nutrition. Yeah. Right. It's gotta well, be. It started out. It started out with diarrhea running down my leg yes. and terrible pain in my stomach for three, four days, uh-huh. and that's why I don't understand what's going on. Why would it start out with a blast when I've never had that before? Well, sometimes things get triggered, and we don't know what turns that switch. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is that gone? Did that resolve? The diarrhea is gone, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well that's but 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 the the burning the, stomach the symptoms of the burning stomach and and back then in September I couldn't even eat mm-hmm. more than a teaspoon at a time and I, I was really, really, really sick. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not as sick now but it doesn't go away. And the yeah. fact that I've never had heartburn in my life and I have friends that chew uh, <laughs> like their candy. <laughs> oh, they buy the biggest bottle there is. <laughs> oh, well, I would say absolutely try the bifido and the acidophilus and give that a week and see if it starts to help. Um, and if not, you might want to consider a consult because maybe there is something a little deeper going on that we need really? to get to the bottom. Oh, okay. Of, but yeah. but maybe not. So start with the acidoph or the dophilus powder and the bifido balance. Yep. Okay, and and your office number is six five one six five one six nine nine six nine nine three four three eight three four three eight. And and see, I I have uh, eaten organic from Just Foods here in Northfield for years, and and 
my diet has been so much better than most people. So Yeah, so it makes you yeah. wonder. But try those. They're very healing to the intestinal tract and the stomach and see if that doesn't really yeah, help. That sounds good. And then they would send that out to me? Yep. Yes, yep. They can mail that Free right shipping. to you. Okay, are they open today? or? Yep, they're at the office already, so you can call right now. Okay. My son gave me this uh, number, uh, or your um, radio, uh, and told me, and, and this morning I thought, I think it's 107, and I called, and there you were. <laughs> Sometimes it I'm is like the... my problem. Right? That's right. It just comes from the clouds, doesn't it? That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Meant to be. Well, thank you for listening, Janice. Thanks, Janice. That was cute. Um, You know, and something we we talked about off air, Anna, but haven't mentioned yet, people shouldn't forget that coffee, Coffee because it's acidic, coffee, and chocolate, and sometimes (laughs) too much chocolate. chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I've had episodes, you know, where I... Like you said, especially if you do them together. Together is the worst. Or like if I exercise too soon after coffee, I'm like, Wow. I suppose because things kind of stop digesting yes. when you start exercising, so then they're more likely yep, to, to back up. Back up. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, we were talking about where gluten is, where it isn't. We talked about some healthy breakfasts. I want to give some snack ideas. Yeah, let's get some snack ideas. So, yeah. um, I we know we mentioned the wild rice meatballs before, and I've done those as meals. I've done those as a snack. Um, but the other day we had deviled eggs for dinner. You know, perfect. but we, you could do that for a snack. Two, de- two halves of deviled eggs would be yes. perfect with a piece of fruit. Yes. Or um, I get my natural beef sticks from either the co-op or from um, my, the farmer's market. The Thousand Hills Cattle Company is yes. my favorite. Oh, I have those in my so lunch good. bag today. Um, or just making a protein smoothie. That's a really yummy snack. I do that mm-hmm. a lot for, for when my, my daughter gets home from school. Yep, so. and that recipe is on our website. If you yeah. go to weightandwellness.com, um, we usually suggest half of a recipe for snack time or the yep. full recipe can be a breakfast. And you know, a great low-sugar lunch idea, also gluten-free, is a nice big salad. You could top it with leftover steak or today I have leftover chicken because we grilled chicken breasts last night. Um you know, salmon, with a good pro- any type of protein. Salmon would be good, yeah. yeah. So, and to make a healthy, balanced lunch, like like me and Cassie said, make extra. No matter what you're making, just make extra. So you, you always have something for the next day, whether you want to eat it for breakfast or for lunch. Um, and, you know, I had, we made steaks and hamburgers, and I just, and we had two pounds of steak, and that's what I'm having for you know, leftovers Perfect. on my salad. Perfect. So. Having leftovers sets you up for success. There Be you sure go. you join us next Saturday. The title is Struggling with Post-Holiday Cravings. Ooh, That's going to be another good topic. So Happy New Year, everyone. Life, I love you. All is Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.